This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Drives it on Rivers. Playfully throws it back to Curry. Curry left sideline to Draymond. Top side three. Short rebound. Curry offensive rebound right amongst the trees. Hook pass to Draymond. Back to Curry. Left side triple. Yes! Now back to 95-7 the game. Great night for the Warriors. Great night for Chase Center. Uh, the Warriors over the Nuggets last night in their first playoff game, first playoff game at Chase, first Warrior playoff game since 2019. And what did you say earlier, Jason? It's Whitey Gleason, Jason Dumas. First playoff game in the city of San Francisco since, like, 1964? I believe so, yes, yeah, 64. Um, Warriors against the St. Louis Hawks somewhere, I think it was. Yeah, it was a great atmosphere mm-hmm. last night, you know, uh, Thrive City was popping too. So for even for the people who didn't go into the game, uh, it was funny. Even in Thrive City, just watching the game on that big screen out there that rests on the side of Chase Center, uh, all the shops and restaurants you couldn't get in. Um, so yeah, it, it was a great atmosphere, and uh, I think they're they're trying to make Thrive City like. What's what's they, what do they call that that one in Milwaukee like Bucks Lane or something something crazy? I, the Deer yeah. District, Deer District. Deer. <laughs> <laughs> They're trying to, but you remember the scenes Yikes. from Deer District during the yeah. finals? It was just nuts, right? I think that's what they have in mind for Thrive City uh, as this playoffs go continue to go down. I I can really see like Thrive City being an absolute zoo when when we get to the Warriors are to get to like a conference finals. And it's like, even when the Warriors on the road, like, this this is just all a hypothetical situation, people, obviously. And I'm knocking on wood because, you know, this isn't a that's fort. That's not really wood, but. Yeah, that's like some plywood. From mica or something. Same effect. Yeah. wood. Yeah. Same effect. But uh, I, could, I could foresee a scenario where it's like game one of the NBA Finals, Warriors in, uh, Warriors in Phoenix, and. Thrive City Conference Finals. How about NBA Finals? Because you got them playing the Nets, right? Yeah, okay. I do. Go all go NBA Finals. All right, let's go. Let's go. Game one. So I'll say Game Three because yeah, right, if they right, play right. the Nets, they'll right. get home court. Right. Game Three NBA Finals. It's a it's a uh, Sunday evening, and Warriors are in Brooklyn, but you go to Thrive City here in the Bay, and it's, it's shoulder room. Show, shoulder mm-hmm. to shoulder, packed. Mm-hmm. Everyone watching the game at Thrive City. Beers. In your face, dear district. This is how it's done. Beers in hand. <laughs> if you don't drink, maybe a milkshake from Gots, and you're just going nuts. Pouring that milk down your fat face. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> oh, 
Good to hear from Coz on this Easter Sunday. It's going to be, yeah, Thrive City is going to be really, really, really fun atmosphere. And, uh, you know, Kron did some live shots during the game out in Thrive City yesterday. Uh, I wasn't on TV yesterday, um, but I know we had a crew out there. Uh, so a fun environment. It just, it could be two months of this. Yeah. That's, that's what Dub Nation is hoping. And like I said, this looks like a finals team. And shoot, if anything, I'm a pessimistic person, not an optimistic person. So if you got me saying I think the Warriors are going to go to the NBA Finals, I really believe it. Let me just tell you before we get any further where this series is going. See what you think of this. You've watched the NBA a long time, as have I, as have the vast majority of the smartest listeners in radio. Um, The Warriors won last night. They probably win game two. And then when the series goes back to Denver, is it because the powers that be don't like sweeps? I don't know. But last night, Jokic got to the foul line. How many times? Not often. He shot <laughs> He shot two free throws. And when this series goes back to Denver for at least the first game, I think it'll be officiated a little differently, and the tide will turn. I think the Warriors will win this series in you know, six at the most. But when it goes back there, I would bet you that all of a sudden, a lot of the grabbing of the jerseys and just the touch fouls on Jokic that last night – let him play. Those are going to be fouls in Denver. Probably. We might get a couple of Draymond Techs in Denver, too. Yeah. <laughs> but That's just the nature of the NBA, rightly or wrongly. But you know what? This Warriors team is just so much more talented than Denver. I don't think it's going to matter. I agree with you. I don't think, you know, I don't think a, a whistle is really going to uh, in, uh impede I think it may progress. extend the series but I don't think it's going to ultimately what decide do you, anything. What do you think the series goes? I said I don't want to, you know, keep changing. I said yesterday six Warriors in 6 after last night I think you know, it's possible that you know it doesn't go that far. So that would be Warriors winning at Ball Arena on a uh on a Friday night, Friday April 29th. I think I think it's going to be a gentleman's sweep. I think the Warriors win it on Wednesday April 27th at Chase. Nice. Uh on hump day in front of a good crowd. And I think that Memphis T-Wolves series is going six at least. Yeah. Maybe well, even seven. They look for, like, I know, Whitey, you didn't get a chance to watch that whole game, as you said, but I watched it. It wasn't a fluky Minnesota win. Like, you know how sometimes that just happens? Like, sure. I think it was last year the Sixers lost to the uh, the Wizards game one at the opening round. And like, even though it was annoying, and it's like, you you knew it stuck with you, didn't it? You, you still remember that? <laughs> no, it's just example. It really as a Sixer guy, like but, I can't believe they lost to the Wizards. But they won in five. Yeah, like you you just knew that's what was going to happen. It's like it's like all right, they're gonna lose a little nagging game, it wakes them up, and then they win. This didn't feel like that in Memphis. This felt like, oh, no, Minnesota's really good. And then I learned that Minnesota won that season series. I think they're just a really good matchup. And this Minnesota team is starting to get confidence, too. Yeah. I, I, it was really nice to see Carl Anthony Towns bounce back after the terrible game. He was game so he bad that playing. Yeah, yeah. But, you know, Memphis, um, they, they have some issues shooting the basketball. But Minnesota, as good as they've been this year, they're not a very good defensive team. But I don't know if it was them playing defense or the Grizzlies just had a, a, an off day. But offensively, the Grizzlies were not very good yesterday. I mean, 130 to 117 is not bad. But you look at the shooting numbers, 
Memphis just uh, offensively, they couldn't keep up with a Minnesota team that's one of, if not the top offensive team in the league right now. No, and what's his name was really bad, John ja Morant. Ja, who's one of my, you know, Ja's one of my personal favorite players. I really like him. Kind of reminds me of Allen Iverson a little. Just uh, maybe not so much how they play, but the culture that mm-hmm. they bring to the NBA. Like I think John ja Morant, eight of eighteen got to the line a lot, but yeah, thirty-two I, points. Where I think Minnesota go, that's fine. If he's going to get thirty-two points that way, we're fine. Yeah, I'm pretty sure of those thirty-two points. Um, like none were in the fourth quarter or something. He he. He had a he was bad down the stretch, really bad down the stretch. Um, and my man, Ant Man, Ant Edwards, Ant Edwards told me, Whitey, personally, you can catch the article on BleacherReport.com. Just search Ant Edwards, Jason Dumas. He told me he wants to be the face of the NBA within five years, like the face. And when he told me, he was dead serious. Now he's he doesn't like like we talked about Jordan Poole. He doesn't lack in any confidence. I know. <laughs> I know. They're very similar that way. They don't uh, play the same way, but as far as that goes, very similar. Um, you, you keep you keep scoring thirty six points in a playoff game. You, you're going to be the face of the NBA. This, uh, he's the second highest playoff debut points per game, points in a game in NBA history. Uh, his thirty six was Luca. His playoff debut had forty two. That's the most in NBA history. Uh, what's his name? Isn't far off. Um, Jordan Poole. Jordan, Jordan, Poole Jordan had, had 30, 30 in yeah. his playoff debut. Second most for a Warrior, I think. I think it was third most okay. for a Warrior. So Wilt and like Mitch Richmond and yeah, yeah then him. Yeah. Uh, they said it last night on the broadcast, but yeah. um, Anthony Edwards is he's so good. He's like he's six five. Dude is built like a a, a Brink truck. He's built like Sterling. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He can shoot the ball. His biggest knock was shooting the ball. He broke a record this year. Like he's like the youngest guy to ever hit like four hundred threes in his career or something and like he that. He does not lack for confidence when it comes to shooting that three. And when he's making the three, it's kind of like Kaminga with me. I, I wonder. I don't know how you're going to stop him if he's making threes. Every time I see him play, and I know he's really good, Jason. Every time I see him play, I come away going, "He's better than I thought." And I already knew he was really good. Yeah, he. Uh, it's funny. He. I asked him. I was like, you know. You're from Atlanta. You must not like Minneapolis that much. And I asked him in jest. I wasn't trying to get him to be like, yeah, I want to trade. I asked him in jest, and it was like, uh, it was off. Off. Uh, I had turned the recorders off. Yeah. I'm thinking he's gonna be like, yeah, it's brutal. He's like, I like it. Nice. He's like, I like it. He's like, I know. I don't really go outside much. It's so cold. He's like, I go out to eat and go out to practice. My favorite thing he ever said was when, but A-Rod he said he liked the it. team, <laughs> and they asked him about A Rod, and he goes, I, I don't know who that is. <laughs> And I love it because that was definitely genuine, too. Yeah, yeah. He's like, no, who's Alex Rodriguez? Yeah. yeah. And, and you know, Alex Rodriguez can't stand that someone doesn't know who he is. Oh, That's right. What I he got him. an ego. Yeah. A-Rod. Um, <laughs> I, uh, yeah, no, that, that Minnesota team is fun. Uh, and I've been one of the, his biggest critics for his whole career. Never liked his game. Still don't love his game, but I have to give credit going. where credit's due. D'Angelo Russell, Russell the yeah. former Warrior. Mm-hmm. He's I call playing. him Angelo Russell because I've never seen him do anything with his D. But he's yeah. uh, he's uh, whoa. <laughs> <laughs> he I mean, he just had some guys aren't good. He's like I just don't have any interest in doing that. Right when yeah. he was here, it was amazing. He's like, yeah, I'm I'm I, I don't I, I don't do that. Right now, um, 
D'Angelo, like, yeah, he, he has no interest playing on that side of the ball, but he's been hitting big-time shots. I heard some funny stories about D'Angelo Russell when he was here. You brought it up. You got to share it. When you brought it up. When he was here uh, in, the, uh, in the Bay Area, I went to a winery out in Napa. Uh, I think it was Napa. Maybe it was Calistoga. One of the wine towns out here in the, in the Napa Valley. And the worker, and I don't want to give out too, too much of D'Angelo Russell's uh business but let's just say he likes to party okay he got to the winery asked them for the, like the little private section outdoor winery he's like hey you know guys guys coming can can you make can you close this section off for me and my my guys and they're like like we we can but like i don't think people up here are really going to bother you that much like because you play in the nba he's like no nah, it's not because i don't want to be recognized I'm, we're going to be putting something in the air <laughs> we're going to be putting something in the air and enjoying ourselves uh the waiter is I like. When I said the waiter that. is like. I think everybody at the winery got a contact high. <laughs> <laughs> D'Angelo and his folks at a winery up in Napa, having having a grand old time, drinking some wine and some of Cali's finest homegrown. Maybe the Warriors plants. have a reunion with D'Angelo Russell in May- the second round. Maybe they do. Yeah. That, would, that would be fun. Eight 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 nine five seven nine five seventy Xfinity Mobile Text Line on the text line here. Uh, Jason, thanks for reminding us. Edwards, Ball, Maxi, 2020. We got street clothes, Wiseman. Yeah, Wiseman, man. There's time. There's still time for that to work out. He's what, 20? 21? 21, I think. Hey, now. He's 21 years old. He has time. There's no, this isn't the time to backtrack and talk about that draft. I think as of right now, we know. Um, I don't even think it's controversial saying that uh, the Warriors made a mistake. They should have drafted LaMelo Ball, but. What's the what? Then you don't have Jordan Poole being Jordan Poole, most likely. Exactly. What? There's no. There's no good in really talking about that at this juncture. Let's wait till after the season to kind of break that down. I'm um, not the biggest Wiseman guy, but it's a fact. They still even now need a center, and that's why they brought him in. That need is still there, so there's still a huge opportunity for him if he can figure out how to stay healthy, or if he gets the you know luck, whatever it is, if he can stay healthy, there's still a real need for somebody who plays that position. Yeah, I mean, he needs he needs to do a lot of things. Staying healthy is one of them. Uh, in the text line, uh, nine six six nine four four. I'm sorry, I'm dyslexic. Uh, either Wiseman is Marvin Bagley or he is Joel Embiid. Um, don't hold your breath. He ain't never going to be Joel Embiid. He might be Marvin Embiid, kind of a cross. Yeah, Joel you know, Bagley. He just doesn't have the skill set to be a Joel Embiid. Joel Embiid. He was never even projected to be a Joel Embiid. Yeah. Um, that's but not to I say he can't be if, good. Yeah, I don't – you know, Marvin Bagley, I don't know that – you know, some players like being players. Of course they do. There's a lot to like about it. Doesn't mean they are enamored of all the things you have to do to become a better player. And I think Marvin Bagley may be one of those guys. It's, it's called being a human being. Some guys work really hard. Other guys are not as interested in doing all the, the work that's necessary to improve. I don't know. And Wiseman, I don't think the Warriors would tolerate that kind of approach. No, and I don't know. Wiseman, like I'm like you, Whitey, wasn't huge on on him coming in. I wasn't I, I wasn't as high as the consensus was on Wiseman because Wiseman was the overall number one recruit, like even mm-hmm. in high school. Mm-hmm. Um over guys like Ant Edwards and over guys like LaMelo Ball. Uh and then, you know, he played and 
for what three games, and I just never, never was super high on him. I didn't see whatever that, what everyone, what everyone saw, but so I say all that to say maybe my opinion is a little biased, but I just I think he has a ways to go to yeah. be the guy that everyone has this image of. I just have never seen it. From the 707, the seat of all knowledge and wisdom, Lamelo uh, just out there getting his doors blown off and playing games back to back years. I'm good. That's a good point. It's not all on Lamelo. Okay. I'd still take him. He's playing in them though. Yeah. Would you and, rather get your doors blown off or be in street clothes? Like, what does that mean? Mm-hmm. He's the he won the rookie of the year. He's probably like, he's. I just saw a ranking. I think it was on ESPN. Now I'm not saying that. Uh, ESPN is the gospel and the end-all, be-all, and we should just listen to everything they say because everyone has an opinion. Everyone has a right to their opinion. But I I think this was Tim Legler and um, Stephen A. Smith, and they had LaMelo Ball either third or fourth in the league of players. They rank players under 25 years old. Hmm. And I think LaMelo Ball was like third. James Wiseman wasn't on that list. Text of the day nominee for you from the 480. Jason, I need a hookup on a Pool City Warriors and Maxi 76ers uh, City uh, gift card. I'll drop by Cron when you get them. So that's nice that you provide that service for, for fans. Dude, everyone on the text line for the last couple of months have been asking me for free gear. Yeah. Do they think I have this plug where I get everything for free? Yeah, yeah I, I thought that. Sterling, didn't you think that? Everything yeah. I got out to paid for. I need this magical plug myself. All right. Yeah, just just don't swing by to pick them up till till uh, Jason lets you know. But you, you know you can <laughs> you can count on him. Uh, we appreciate your feedback here. Eight 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 nine five seven nine five seventy. I think I like D'Lo more now uh, from the six five after, after that story. <laughs> yeah, D'Lo, D'Lo enjoyed himself out here, and he's been playing his butt off uh, the past couple weeks. That Minnesota team is really, really uh Do you think really Minnesota – pardon me for interrupting. Do you think Minnesota can actually feel good about the trade with the Warriors? They, you know, they, they don't get Kaminga. They don't get Wiggins. They didn't want Wiggins, and right now they're in a pretty good place. And I know they would say, oh, that worked out okay for us. Do you think they can honestly say that? Well, it's one of those trades. I think the Warriors won the trade pretty clearly. They're going to end up with Ford D'Angelo, Wiggins, and Jonathan Kaminga. Right. Right. So the Warriors, the Warriors won that trade. But you got to look at context. Minnesota was going nowhere fast with Andrew Wiggins. He had kind of wore out his welcome with the fan base. When I say that, it wasn't really anything Wiggins did yeah, intentionally. The- it's what he didn't do. The fans wanted more. He was paid like a, a superstar and wasn't getting superstar results. So the, the Warriors got the Kuminga pick because Minnesota had to offer that to, to get, get rid the Warriors of to take Wiggins. Right. But I'm thinking, so Minnesota, they didn't have a good hand. So like they were probably never going to get a good trade from anybody. But I think this was about as good as they can get with the way D'Angelo is playing. I think I think they can call that a win within the context of, of what they had going. It's working now. There's just, and I know you would probably feel this way more strongly than I do, there's every chance that down the road, three, five years, that they're going to be looking at Kaminga and going, yeah, that was the guy that we, we gave up. Yeah. Yeah, when Kaminga is averaging like 20 and 8. Mm-hmm. Because I think that's in his future. He's going to be really good. Um, 
he Kaminga is like Kaminga is one of those guys. He just jumps out at you athletically, and he's farther along than I thought he would be at this point. Like from a, a hoops IQ standpoint, too. Yeah, he he's, uh, gets lost a little bit on defense. He's 19 years old. He doesn't box out, but although they've asked him to play against bigger guys, but I think they got to be thrilled. I think his role right now, my guess would be if Steve Kerr, not that he would tell the media, this is what I've envisioned for Kaminga. If they're in a game where the offense is really just, for whatever reason, they're sputtering and they're flat and you know a lot of turnovers, I think right now Steve Kerr, his thought for Kaminga is if we need a – burst of energy we need someone to get out and transition get us going offensively I think Kaminga's the guy other than that I don't know that we're going to see him a lot uh, at least in this series yeah no I agree and I get the rationale and like I said it's just like if you could if you could pinpoint one thing you want it different uh because I think for the most part it was perfect yesterday was just like a perfect outcome uh the result the scoreboard obviously how it went down, Steph, you know, started off a little slow, had a big second half. I think that three right before halftime really got him going. Um, you know, and it's, this team looks, like I said, I can't say it enough. They look like the they look like what championship teams look like usually each year. At both ends. Yeah, at, at both ends. They're playing defense. Um they got specialty guys who can come in and do something very specific, like a GP2 can come in and just guard somebody and make their life a living hell. But you know how it is, Jason, just to be devil's advocate. Yes, this yes. Warriors team, when they're making shots, everything works. And they made shots last night. And they're a good shooting team. 52% overall, 48% from the three-point line. When they're making shots, it looks like no one can ever beat them. They just, you know, on those nights when they're not able to make shots – that's where I worry about them, especially at the defensive end. And maybe now with the, you know, with Poole and and Steph back, maybe they don't have to worry about that. Maybe they're not going to have those bad offensive nights. You know, overall that offensively this season they were up and down, up and down. So that's still where I worry about them is on those nights when they are not making shots. Do they still have enough ways to beat you against the best teams in the biggest games of the year? I think so. I think, I mean, I think you can say that for any team, like when any team isn't making shots, it's like you got to figure out a way to win. Like, Because ideally, to win basketball games, you make shots. But you're right. There's nights where you just – you're 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 off. You're, you're not making shots you usually, you usually do. Um, so I think you can say that for every team. But when that happens with the Warriors, you just got to lean on experience. And they got guys who have been there before, who have been in these close games where you got to have to win ugly. Steph's done it. Draymond's done it. Clay's done it. And like I said earlier, those three have the highest winning percentage in the playoffs in NBA history. So I have to lean on that. When I'm forecasting and when I'm just making my predictions, I'm leaning on that. They got three guys who have seen every single scenario in playoff basketball that they could. They've been in the foxhole. They've been in the rabbit hole. They've won unideal games down by this much in Oklahoma City in an elimination game. Elimination games in Houston. Being down in Memphis uh, when your team was favored. Like, they've been in every position. I'm going with those three. I'm rolling the ball out with them, and I'm going to war with those three over anyone else in the NBA who is still playing right now. 
On the text line, 650, Whitey, will you finally admit Kuminga was the pick over Wagner? LOL. See, I know Jace is not a big Wagner guy either. He's having a good I, year, though. He Wagner's had a, good year. a really good player. People, I think when you say Franz Wagner, they think of his brother. <laughs> and it's like they're two different guys. He, I was just talking to a guy a couple of days ago um, who used to coach in the NBA, and he used to be a GM, and I asked him about Wagner, and he said, you know what, he's better as a pro than I think he was in college. college. And you yeah. see that every now and yeah. then because it's a different game. Kuminga has so much more upside. It's incredible. So, yeah, I would just before they made the pick, I said I would pick Wagner. And the reason I'm sticking to it is I'm just saying that wouldn't have been a terrible pick. Kuminga has a chance to be the best player in that whole draft. All I'm saying is Wagner was not the disastrous pick that someone want to paint it out to be because they think he's his brother and it's two different people. From the 530, can Bielitsa get some love from the text line? Well, he just did, thanks to you. We mentioned that earlier. Bielitsa was almost like a first half X factor last night for the dubs. And dude, I'm looking at the I'm just looking at this redraft. I know we go to break in a little bit, but can we do that coming up? Because yeah. someone actually wanted us to do that. Yeah, we'll, so we'll you do did, that right. coming up. It's, yeah. It was a really good draft class. Yeah. So Jason's really gonna good. do a redraft here from last year's draft. Someone requested that. Uh, also, how would you answer the Draymond question? That more coming up. Jason Dumas, Whitey Gleason, 957 the game. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Out to James for three. Short. Curry finally snatches the rebound down. Warriors down one. Curry on the break. Beats Porter Jr. Back shot. No good. Kaminga! Right at the rim. Slammed it down. Now back. 95-7, the game. Oh, what a night for the Warriors last night. Didn't see much of Jonathan Kuminga last night, but we've been talking about the draft, and Jason Dumas has his redraft coming up in just a moment here. Jason Dumas and me, Whitey Gleason, thanks for being with us. 888-957-9570. Before we get any further, earlier, Jason, of course, we uh, we played a little bet Sterling's mom's house uh, on an NBA bet, and you went with Atlanta plus seven at Miami, and right now... They were down six last I looked. Yeah, it's Miami's up 23-17, so right now you'd be, uh, thank goodness for, for, for <laughs> Becky Bennett, you'd be you'd be winning that bet. Oh, so, yeah. Long yeah. ways to go, but thank goodness. 
Um, now, if you lose that bet and you lose Sterling's mom's house, can Sterling stay with your girl because he won't have a he won't have a place to live? Yeah, we have a guest room. Okay, there you go. You're all set. We have a guest room. Gonna yeah. at least buy me a Thrive City jersey, man. Yeah. At least. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and for all the people you know texting and they want this and that from Jason. All I'm saying is just make sure when you text us, make sure you, you know, with your list of items that you'd like Jason to get for you, just make sure you name the quantities and the colors of everything you want, right? So how many, what size, all that stuff, and Jason can hopefully take care of you. <laughs> all right. Wow, we have a lot of traction on these, uh, on the draft, on the uh, draft right here on the text line. Oh, man, we got some hate. Are you sure Jason doesn't get paid for his stuff? Because I wouldn't buy anything he wears. Yikes, guy. Oh, I read that. The I thought it was I would wear anything that he wears. No, nah, he way? wouldn't. Oh, okay. He wouldn't buy anything. You probably couldn't afford it anyway. It's cool. All right. One of the reasons we do this, people make fun of me because I say uh, at the time, Delvario should have peaked to Franz Wagner, who is, it turns out he had a very good rookie year, um, so it wouldn't have been a disastrous pick. Kuminga looks like he has a chance to be an in uh, incredible player. So, Jason Dumas, if you would, please, and people wondering about – Lamelo and should the Warriors pick Lamelo? Can we redraft now? Which draft are you redrafting first of all? This, this past one, this past the Kaminga one. Okay, all right. The, so not the Wiseman Lamelo. That's a whole different uh, bowl of soup. What do you got here? If you're, we're redrafting now, it's tough. Just looking at it. So, Cade Cunningham went first, right? Cade, Jalen Green, Evan Mobley, Scotty Barnes, Jalen Suggs, Josh Giddy, Kaminga, Franz Wagner, Davion Mitchell, Zaire Williams. James Booknight, uh, Joshua Primo, Chris Darte, Moses Moody. That was Moses Moody was the final pick at 14 of the lottery. I think I'm staying with Cade Cunningham one. I think Evan Mobley maybe moves up a little bit. Jalen Green was really good too down the stretch. Down the stretch, but those are that that's that weird time of year where you're not sure um, if there's a, a mirage. Nature right. to what you're saying. Nah, yeah, yeah. Probably taking Evan Mobley at two. Uh, K uh, I'm staying with Jalen Green at four. Scotty Barnes. Uh, or Speaking of Scotty Barnes, by the way, uh, I am one of those people that bought into that narrative that Toronto had a legitimate shot at knocking off your Sixers right now. You know, after yesterday, it doesn't look like it, especially given the fact that Scotty Barnes got hurt. Yeah, that looked like an ugly injury, too. He was thriving in pain. Joel stepped on him? Yeah. Twisted? Uh, yeah. That's a big boy coming down so, on yeah. your ankle. So I hope we can still be friends, even though I was saying, you know, there it was a chance Toronto could beat Philly. I hope we can still be friends. Oh, of course. You know. All right, good. Thanks. It's just basketball. Right, thanks. Um, I would pick, all right, in a nutshell, because this could take really long if I actually redrafted the whole thing, but I think in a redraft, I would take, I would take Jonathan Kaminga fourth. Mm. So you would go Cunningham, Mobley, Green, Green? Kaminga. Kaminga. And you fourth. saw Green and Kaminga at G League Ignite, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah, they were up in Walnut Creek and did, uh, did several interviews with them, actually. Um, and I think I've told this story before on these airwaves. I went out to Walnut Creek to do a story on Jalen Green. I did the story. It was great. Aired on Cron 4. Nice interview with Jalen Green, but... As I was watching, uh, Mara Rudolph, their uh, PR person, shout out to her. She does great work. She's the Raymond Ritter of the G League Ignite. Um, I hit, I, I'm standing next to her, and I'm like, 
who is that? Who's this guy? She's like, oh, that's Jonathan Kaminga. He's supposed to be a lottery pick, too. I was like, I'm sure he is. Like, <laughs> God, Lee. Mm-hmm. He's guys just bouncing here, bouncing there. Like, he stood out. And in that particular day, he looked better than Jalen Green. I was like, who is this kid? When you first told me that, I don't think I'd seen Kaminga yet when you first told me that story. So it was like, oh, okay, well, I'll have to wait and see. And you're right. I mean, this year, from the moment you first lay eyes on him, even if it was just like running back on defense, he just he does it different. The way he moves is like, whoa, did you see the way the guy ran from here to there? Yeah, yeah. He gets down to court in like three steps. He like has one, like his fast twitch movements are like so crazy. So like one twitch and his head is like at the rim. Mm-hmm. It's just like you said, it's just different. Mm-hmm. You can he 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 stands out even amongst NBA players. Um, so I would take him for like I think he's going to be really good. I'm not sure if he'll be better than like I think this is a this might be a, an historically great draft class because I think Cunningham is going to be a stud. I think Green's going to be a stud. I think Mobley's going to be a stud. A lot of people, very learned draft observers, say that this is a really really good class, maybe a great class, but there may not be a franchise player in it. I I think Cade Cunningham is probably going to be a franchise player. Yeah. He's really good. Um, Jalen Green, I'm not sure if he'll be like your franchise guy, but he's going to he, he's going to average 25 points per game in the NBA at some point. Okay, you haven't mentioned Franz Wagner yet, but that's okay. I'm Franz gonna... Wagner is going to have a really good career. Um, Scotty Barnes is going to have a really good career. So would he be maybe fifth, Scotty Barnes? Yeah, Scotty Barnes will go right after Kaminga. Uh, and then, Don, who's the next beat? What's his name struggled this year? Uh, Jalen Suggs. Yeah. He, that's not to say he's not going to be a good player, but he's going to have to find his way and find his niche. He was hurt, wasn't he? He was hurt. Then he came back. He shot it, like, historically bad. Like, I I like Jalen Suggs, and I think he can be a good player. I think he will be a good player. He just has to find out how, like, how he's going to – you got to get in how you fit in. He hasn't figured out how he fits in yet. He's just trying to do everything. It's just, what are you really good at? Get really good at that one specific thing and make it your niche, and then you can add layers to that. He has to find that one thing that makes him different. Maybe it's guarding people. I mean, he's athletic. He's a big 6'4", 210-pound kid. Like, you can guard. You can guard ones and twos really well. Just maybe do that Mm -hmm. and then add. But, like, right now I watch him, and he just doesn't know what, what kind of player he wants to be. Um, so he struggles. Uh, Wagner was good though. Even Zaire Williams, he tra- he plays for Memphis. He gets minutes for that yeah, Memphis from team. Stanford, Stan- right? Stanford yeah. kid. That's another yeah. kid I saw in person, and I was like, oh yeah, he- he's going to be good. Um, Herbert Jones is another pretty. Good, I mean, he's nowhere near that top echelon of guys from that draft, but he's but a good he, player too. I mean, he's a really good player. He yeah. played his butt off for uh, for the Pelicans. Here's a good question. Let's say, let's see, where is the question? Book Knight. I yeah. was never high on Book Knight. I don't think he's that good. If Kaminga was picked earlier, who would the Warriors have taken at seven from the 707? It's uh, hard to say because well then then probably yeah. probably probably Wagner. They liked him. Yeah. Yeah, they liked him. They also Warriors also really like Chris Duarte and I was told that that Duarte was the Warriors pick but the mm-hmm. Pacers jumped in and got him at 13. Mm-hmm. Uh, but Moody's a fine pick, too. I think Moody's going to be really good. They also apparently really like, they being the Warriors, Davion Mitchell, but I, I think that might have been too high to pick him. Yeah, I I don't see how Davion fits on the Warriors when you have GP2. Right. 
But um, remember, at the time, they had no idea they had. GP2. Yeah, that's very true. They had as well. no idea what he was or, or that he they were going to have him. Everyone talks like everyone's giving all this credit to Bob Myers regarding Dave or er, GP two, but dude, you released him, like waved him like twice. I think it's just luck. Nobody wanted him. Yeah, yeah, it's luck. Like you're lucky that when you waved him right before the start of the season, no one claimed him. I'll give him credit for bringing them in in the first place, like last year. But, yeah, you're right. Ultimately. Uh, <laughs> like, you waved him right before the season, yeah. so you're just lucky a team didn't pick him up on waivers and you were able to get him back. From the 925, per Whitey, the Wagner brothers are going to be better than the Ball brothers. I, <laughs> no, I didn't. I'm not. I'm not. You can't. I'm not going there. Yes. Never went there. From the 510, Jaw is OKC Russell Westbrook in his prime 2.0. Jaw's a better playmaker i think than than russell westbrook and i think he's not as stubborn yeah yeah i think uh i think gi gets people going a little more he has a high high uh higher basketball iq Mm -hmm. than russell westbrook ever had i agree yeah russ russ never really did it for me i think the triple i think the triple double is an overrated stat Totally agree with you. I said way back when Oklahoma City will never win a championship as long as Russell Westbrook's like one of their top two he, guys. Like they almost did, but I, I said they wouldn't and they didn't. He ran KD out of town. Every, I, I think so. Everyone talks about KD, cupcake, he handled where he chose the easy route. I think some of those arguments are valid, but no one looked at it from this lens. I would be sick of playing with Russell Westbrook too. Hard guy to play with, especially when you're as good as Durant. It's like, what are you doing taking all those bad three-pointers? I'm Kevin Durant. You know who I am. How can you take all those stubborn bad shots when I'm on your team? He just... I'm Kevin Durant. You know who I am. Yes, I do. I was was standing next to him when he said that that clip. I forget who who asked him a question. It was was a pretty stupid question. I'm not going to lie. Someone asked him... uh, at, at practice that was wasn't that and i only know this because jd mentioned it yesterday you talked earlier about that series against the clippers a couple years ago wasn't that in the middle of that and the clippers where patrick beverly was guarding him really close and he wasn't taking as many shots and someone asked him how come you're not taking as many shots and he went into this explanation about why he was passing the ball more and i don't even remember that but that that like i said that that season was not enjoyable to cover as a journalist like the body language was awful from a lot of the guys. They were curmudgeons. Like, they did, didn't want to talk. They were always irritable. It was just, you could tell they were just, once the season was over, they were just like, thank the Lord. So, Jason, that brings us to this question that I know a lot of people have been dealing with this week. But since we're talking about the Warriors and the big win last night, uh, how about this? Draymond asked Steph this question on his podcast. If you could trade the championships in 2017 and 2018 for a completion of 2016-73 win season and a championship, would you do it? Steph was asked that. He had to think about it. We asked some people yesterday on Warriors This Week, a lot of fans, I'd say a surprising number of fans, said, yes, I would trade the two for that 2016 uh, championship. How do you look at that question? It's a good question. I mean... I probably, I don't know. Like, I don't know that there's a right answer. Yeah, obviously, dude. Steph said, "Ah, he goes, that was really hard." 
But he said two's better than one. But yeah. he had to think about it because you know that they're always going to have that feeling of 2016 with a chance to lay claim to being the greatest team ever, and we just weren't able to get it done. Right. And, I mean, but, like, look at it this way. Like, just because you won that many games, does that really make you the best team ever? Because, like, 2017 team with Durant would have blitzed the 2016. Right. But no one had done it is all. You're right. Yeah, but yeah. You, you know, know what, what I'm, I'm 73 in a title is a lot better than 73, but, you but, know, right. that team will always be defined not for the 73 wins, but in the minds of many, but by the fact that they won 73 but didn't win the championship. Right. No, I would have taken the two. Like Steph said, two is better than one. But I can see that thought process. Like, I think the 17 team is probably, like, the second best team ever. Maybe even the best team ever. That team was so loaded. With Steph, Unless you got one of the Bulls teams up there? Yeah, the 96 Bulls, and then the uh, 01 Lakers are really good. They only lost one playoff game that year. Um, you know, there's a lot of really good teams. But, yeah, two two titles is better than one. And Steph, you know, like... It is what it is. They they lost to a, re, a really good Cavs team, and you know some things didn't go in their favor. Draymond Green got himself suspended. Um, Steph was hurt, wasn't he? Steph hurt. He was hobbled. Yeah, he'd gotten hurt, and he wasn't quite himself throughout the rest of the postseason. That was a crazy series. I remember watching that series, and that game seven was like one of the best games I've ever seen. Obviously, it just didn't end the way the Warriors wanted it to, but. That's basketball. That's why you play the game. 73 wins matters nothing once you get to the playoffs. And they were playing with fire that whole playoffs. They also they almost lost. If if Clay hadn't have gone crazy, they would have lost to OKC. Right. Mm-hmm. You know? Mm-hmm. So. And I think from fans' perspective, I don't agree with it. You know, the notion that, oh, 2016 to win that would be better. I would take that. But the more fans talk about it, the more I understand the thinking that, and this isn't fair maybe, but it's like, the 2017-18 championships, that was when they brought in Durant. 2016 would have been back-to-back with the Warriors' own team that they built. Also, you would have been able to avoid having your guy. You know, LeBron laid claim to, he said, that made me the greatest player ever when we came from the 3-1 down and beat the Warriors. Um, I don't agree with that, but, you know, <laughs> it, was, it was one of his uh, you know signature moments in his career. If you're a Warrior fan, you don't like LeBron, and maybe you're resentful for KD. I see that aspect of it. Again, don't agree with it, but yeah, if you finish your, uh, the job in 2016, LeBron can't say we came from three-one down, and you maybe didn't even need the Durant era. Yeah, you know, there's a lot of storylines. Yeah, like so if they win in 2016, they don't get Durant. I don't think so. No, there's I'm kind of glad they did because it was awesome. Yeah, I don't think they get Durant. I don't think so either. Um, but, but then where do you think he would have gone? Probably stayed? No, he was he was out. He was sick of DC? playing. He was sick of playing with Russell Westbrook, and he definitely wouldn't have gone to D.C. because he said he doesn't enjoy playing at home. He says too many people asking him for stuff. Uh, I think he would have gone to New York, hmm. either the Knicks or the Nets. I think that, that would have just happened a little sooner than it happened. Um, and then, you know, then history has shifted, and who knows how, how it goes. But – Whatever he came, he came out here to the Silicon Valley. I mean, that was a huge part of it too. That what I was told from beyond the basketball, he got out here and started getting into the tech stuff. Invested in some companies, you know, him and Andre Iguodala invested in all these tech companies. All of a sudden, they're the smartest guys in the world because they made some investments because <laughs> they had the capital to do so. Yeah, right. Technology and stuff. Yeah. Oh man, Andre Iguodala thinks he's like Steve Jobs. <laughs> so I was like, all right, my man, like. 
you're rich and you invest in tech. Like, nerd. Okay, you know, come on. Hey, speaking of basketball history and all that and the way things could have gone, that was another thing that that Steph mentioned in the podcast with Draymond that hasn't gotten as much attention. I think NBC Sports Bay Area wrote about it. Apparently, you know, the trade, the Monte Ellis trade, Monte and let's see, um, of course, Bogut was in that trade. Steph says that Mark Jackson told him they wanted to put you in that trade, but I stepped in. How about that? So it was a trade for who? It was Bogut coming from Milwaukee, and it was Monte Ellis going out. But the way Steph told it, apparently Mark Jackson said, they wanted you in that trade, but I stepped in. Meaning the Warriors were considering trading Steph. Milwaukee in, wanted Steph in the uh, trade. Or, I, or the Warriors wanted it's to unclear. include Steph. I, I'm not sure about that. Well, thank, thankfully, Mark <laughs> yeah. Jackson stepped in. Or Steph would be in Milwaukee. In the, yeah. Steph would be in the Deer District. Yeah. See, I don't know if I... I could see how maybe the Bucks would want him, but I can't see that the Warriors would be in a hurry to trade Steph Curry and keep Monte because the whole thing was Monte didn't fit with Clay and Steph. Well, there's so many little wrinkles and nuggets you hear about that. Like the Sixers had agreed to a trade to trade Allen Iverson to the Detroit Pistons the year before they made their finals run. The only reason it didn't happen, Matt Geiger had a no trade clause and he <laughs> and he didn't waive it. Uh huh. He's the Gamote. The Sixers he is. also no Stephen Stephen A. Geiger counter reported that the Sixers had agreed to a trade to acquire Tracy McGrady when he still played for the Toronto Rap- Raptors, but mm-hmm. the trade fell apart in the ninety in the twenty third hour. And there's just so many. Remember, Tim Duncan had verbally agreed to sign with the Orlando Magic. I do remember. Then he had about a la- he had a last sec last. Second change of heart. There's so many what ifs and all that. So, um, but that would have been crazy if if they traded Steph. Obviously, Steph is um, the greatest warrior of all time. Yeah. Well, probably. I mean, Wilt freaking Chamberlain was pretty good. That's but, true too. I'm but, talking in the uh, common era. But I think you're. It's a fair question. Is a thing. Wilt Chamberlain was like the Babe Ruth of basketball. But I think overall, given as many championships as the, these Warriors won, I think Steph probably is the greatest warrior. That's saying a ton. Big, biggest impact too. Yeah, even beyond basketball, Steph changed. Steph changed the Bay Area. Like, I mean, when I say he changed the Bay Area, like he's going to go down as maybe the most beloved athlete in Bay Area history. Mm-hmm. Who else is on that Mount Rushmore? You got Steph. You got Joe Montana. Buster Posey. Buster, maybe. Maybe. Yeah. You know, Barry Bonds. Busty Poser. So yeah, Steph. Steph is. Uh, Steph is otherworldly. On the Xfinity mobile text line, 888-957-9570. Let's see. Hey, guys, love your show. Thank you. Undo, thank you. I would suggest that we could have had as just as successful of a run with a very good wing addition instead of Durant. If you remember, KD was an awkward fit. Steve Kerr had to adjust their style of play. That's from John the Winemaker. Maybe, but Kevin Durant was incredible. He was the best player on maybe the best team of all time. Okay, let's not kid ourselves. Maybe you're right, John, but I'm not buying it because KD, you knew what KD on that team, you knew that they're going to be in the championship finals. The only reason they didn't win 19 because of the injuries. Let's not let's not shortchange Kevin Durant because he's, I don't know how, somehow he's underrated. He's one of the very best players I've ever, ever seen. Yeah, nah, KD is different. Like, there's just, you know, there's certain... Certain guys who you just almost can't even describe what they do, and that's Kevin Durant. And 
you know, Kevin Durant. He came to the Warriors. He won two finals MVPs because he was the best player in the world. Isn't that why this year means so much to the Warriors? They would never say this, but as an organization, it would be something to win before KD was here. Then KD came in. They were dominant. And then to win another one post-KD? I mean, nothing against KD, but that would be a feather in everybody's caps. Yeah, for sure. And that's something that they probably wouldn't – wouldn't uh Something they probably wouldn't say publicly. They're all thinking it. Because they they, re- they read the blogs. They yeah. li- they listen to talk That's radio. not even anything against Kevin Durant. It's just a fact that you'd love to win one after he left. Yeah, because everybody heard Durant. Oh, they're, they're not real wing- rings. You know, they won with KD. Like, obviously, they assembled. They manufactured, like, the most potent team ever. Mm-hmm. Of course they won. But now, once they... Once Kevin Durant is on the other side, if they were to win another one, now that would stamp. And if Steph Curry wins his first Finals MVP, <laughs> that is yeah. it's even weird to say his first Finals MVP. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. The guy has three Finals, or three championships. So, uh, on the text line, some people are naming you know other of the greatest area athletes. Jerry Rice comes up, but I think to Jason's point, Jason said most beloved, and I don't think it's even close. And maybe, you know, if you don't love Steph Curry, you're going to disagree. But look in big picture, as great as Jerry Rice was, someone mentioned, you know, Ricky Henderson, uh, Willie Mays. I don't think any Bay Area athlete has been as beloved uh, as as Steph. You know, regardless of who's the best player, best of their sport, people uh, have embraced him in a way that I don't think they've ever embraced any other athlete in the Bay Area. Yeah, no, I I agree, and that's this is a comp, this is a topic I'd lean on your expertise because I've only been here four years. Now, our guy Carlos in San Jose essentially said no one half the Bay doesn't even care about Buster Posey. I would fight back on that a little bit. Yeah, I know there's A's and Giants here, and but look, but there's more Giants fans than there is A's fans. There just is. Whether you think that is fair or not fair, there just is, and. Buster Posey is pretty beloved in the Bay Area. Yeah, as There's, beloved as he's been, though, it, it doesn't come close to to Steph. Yeah, no, you know that's fair. Yeah, that's you're right. Fair. You're right about that. Yeah, eight 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 nine five seven nine five seventy. Here's what is uh, coming up: the Warriors have their new death lineup, but you know that whatever it is, whatever you want to call it, they may not be worthy of an actual nickname. Tell you why coming up next: Whitey Gleason, Jason Dumas. Happy Easter, ninety five seven. The game. But if I'm making the pick today and I can pick Franz Wagner, he is the guy I'm going to pick. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. 